take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at couplesynergy. And please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. Gene, we're talking about blame today, right? It's your fault. It's my fault that we are talking about blame today. (laughs) (laughs) Blame. Yeah, blame is uh, pretty toxic in relationships, isn't it? It's toxic for a person. Yeah. Because blame says, I don't have any responsibility. And when you have no responsibility, you don't have choice. And when you don't have choice, you don't have power. You give up your power. Give up your power. Because you're saying that the other person has responsibility. Mm -hmm. And if you're being blamed, that means you've taken responsibility for something that's not yours, Mm. that you can't change. Yeah. But the first thing that you do when something goes wrong blame your partner is you blame your partner that is just a a rule of thumb when it comes to relationships not saying it's right just saying that it happens it's absolutely related to our hindbrain and you, you ever see a child and they're frustrated with something and it's like mom that's your fault or dad mm. that's your fault like instantly yeah. you want someone to come and rescue you and not be embarrassed, not feel whatever it is you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And so you try to get that off you. It's you want to get whatever is inside of you, what hurts, what's uncomfortable, and you want to get it out. And so mm-hmm. the first thing that happens is that you push it towards someone, someone that is close to you. Right. Right. So, yeah, you're talking about the little kid. They stub their toe on a coffee table and then they say, dad, it's your fault or mom, it's your fault. You, you're not anywhere You put near the coffee them. table there. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, when you look at that from a child's perspective, you can see how it's a very natural thing to do. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to relationships, if blame takes hold and becomes something of a habit, I should say, oh, it, it, turns out to be very, very toxic for couples. Yeah, it's really important to be able to have a period of time of reflection when you feel like blaming someone else. Because what you're really saying is, I'm going to give you my power and you can decide for me. Mm -hmm. And you don't look at yourself and say, what's my part of this? What's being activated in me? Why am I in this drama right now? And anything that 
that we start to take a look at, we can fix. We can look at it and we can say, what can I do different? And then we can do something with it. But if we blame, we can't do anything. No, no. And all it does is create more of a divide instead of working together on fixing something or, you know, adjusting something. Now it's, well, I don't want to be anywhere around you because if you're putting that blame on me or making me responsible for something difficult we're going through, then we're not a team. Right. Which is very lonely. Mm-hmm. And some people, you know, when we talk about control issues, control issues always have to do with safety. And a lot of times, you know, when we're working with people, that's one of the places we'll go to, right? So we ask people, bring in some resentments, right? And they say, I resent that my husband is passive. And then, you know, you always got to get the ownership, right? So then when you turn that around, you say, I chose to marry someone who's passive. And then they're like, oh, I did. And the reason they did that is they wanted someone who wasn't going to push back, who wasn't going to insert what they want, Mm -hmm. which worked in the beginning. In the beginning, it made them feel safe. Like, great, I get to stay in control. I make the decisions. Maybe they couldn't count on their parents. Mm -hmm. So they grew up like, all right, I'm in in the driver's seat. I'm in control, and I don't want to share that. And And then over time, they want to. Right, and when they stay in that place of blame then they can't change anything. They can't take responsibility for their part in it, right? right? Their choice. Right. And they're giving up their power, as you said, which is why we always work with couples from the premise that each of them have contributed equally to the condition of the relationship. Yep. If one took over, the other one let go. Yeah. That's how it goes. That is how it goes. So how does a couple stop the blame game? It's really easy. Two, two factors have to be in place. One is, can I change this? If it's something you can change, it's yours. If you can choose something different, that's the part that's yours. If you have power and control over changing it, then if, it's yours. If you don't, it's not yours. Yeah. Well, my favorite statement is what does it say about me if i'm hanging around with someone like you yeah i i like that one because then you are looking at what you have power and control over changing Mm -hmm. and if you're just going to point the finger at your partner and say that if he or she would only change and things would be better um that (laughs) you're just going to be stuck in that position forever You know, I don't think this topic is very black and white because there are times when our partners influence us to become better people. And they may be saying a judgment about us that is something that we're doing that is hurtful to us and our relationship. And that's the hard part. Like, how do you figure out, you know, if your partner is saying like, you know, you're never home. Mm, you don't yeah. you don't spend time with me. You're never home. Right. And it's true. Mm-hmm. Then there's an opportunity of growth. Yeah. But if your partner is saying, you don't give me enough attention and they're there all the time and they're doing everything and it's never enough, 
that's a different thing. And that's, I think, where it gets muddy. Well, I, I think you're never home is is kind of a criticism or a judgment. But blame is when you are saying that the problems that you're going through or the difficult times that you're going through is your partner's fault. You know, it's interesting. This happens a lot with children. And one parent believes that the other parent would not take very good care of that child. And it's usually because in their head they've decided that they know the right way. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, would your child be in danger if your partner took care of them? Well, no. Well, what would be the worst thing that would happen? Well, they wouldn't feed them what I would feed them. And they wouldn't dress them the way I would dress them. And that's that's where it's bumping into, I need to extend my reach and not trust my partner because that means something about me. And I think when it when it means something about you and you feel the need to be judgmental and blame of your partner, it's because you're not working on your own stuff and you really want it to be on them. It's easier to blame someone else. In the moment. In, in the moment, right. But, I mean, the definition of blame itself is to find fault with, to hold responsible to place responsibility for. So, for example, if a um, if a mother was blaming the father for the mistakes that their child was making, mm-hmm. he's like that because of you. Right. That is, you know, where she is not looking at her own part in it, too. Yeah, that's a really good one because usually one parent is going overboard and one parent is too passive. And the passive parent looks innocent. Right, but they're, they're not. not aggressive or they're, they're not disciplining, you know, aggressively. So they're not disciplining at all. And they're letting their right. partner sort of be hung out to dry. And it looks like that is the person that's like trying to do something and so it must be their fault but doing nothing also is your fault for the person doing nothing yes but in the, the blame in that case is taking that responsibility off of that parent and and not accepting equal responsibility as as the parent in in causing quotation marks right causing their child to make these mistakes mm-hmm. and that's it that's a very clear you know, case of blame, but a couple can also, you know, blame each other for the financial problems that they're Mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Right. If you had only saved money or if you had only had better credit when we got married. Right. We would not be in this mess. Right. I chose to marry somebody with bad credit. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You know what else I find really fascinating is when we blame someone else and hold them responsible for our current emotion. She doesn't make me happy. Hmm. Yeah. Or I am unhappy because of her. Right. He makes me angry. You know, I always say, like, if you had your partner's emotional remote control, would you really set it to angry would you really set it to unhappiness? Yeah, no. 
If you could control your partner's emotions, you'd want them to be happy, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd want you to be happy. Right, right. A big part about blame is connected to shame. Mm. And shame is like, I'm not enough. And so I want to hide that. And so I can hide that by not taking responsibility when I make a mistake or when I need to make an adjustment because I can pretend it's all somebody else. And that's never the case. We love superlatives. All and never. Always, never, right. And in essence, then, you are hiding in your partner's shadow. Mm -hmm. Because they are the ones that are fully responsible, then you don't have to look at your own shame. You don't have to look at your own shortcomings and take responsibility for your own insecurity. And if you are in that place where you think you're right and the other person is wrong, it isn't as simple as right and wrong. It is about good and bad. I'm right, therefore I'm good. Mm -hmm. You're wrong, therefore you're bad. And that's putting labels. Yes. And labels are damaging in of itself because a person can't get out of that. They can't unlabel themselves or label themselves something different. Right. They are defined by those labels. And a lot of couples get stuck there and they want to problem solve like that. And they want to problem solve like, well, what's the right way to do it? Yeah. But that's not the point. And who's right? And who's right? Right. The point is, what's going on? What does it feel like? Mm -hmm. How do we want things to feel? And when you join up with your partner, it isn't about one way or another way. It's about our way. And the blame keeps the scorecard going. And we don't keep score with our teammates. No, we don't. Just our opponents. Yep. And then we're back into opponentville. And now let's take a little break to tell you a little bit more about our home study course called Relationship 101. One of our passions is really to bring this work to everybody. And a lot of times what we hear is one person in the relationship is wanting to work on it, the other one is not. And so this is a great way for you guys to get a taste of what it is like to work on your relationship in a fun eight date night video series to learn what you need to learn. Yeah, Relationship 101 consists of eight video modules, typically about 30 to 40 minutes long, with some discussion questions and exercises for couples to do together at the end. This is kind of a culmination of our work over 20 years and synthesizing all of the skills and tools necessary to create an amazing relationship. This online course consists of eight modules, which is five plus hours of course content. It also includes bonus resources, all designed to learn and grow together as a couple. It's fun, it's insightful, and gives you a great excuse to spend some extra quality time with your partner. All of this course content is valued at over $850. Currently now, it is priced at $387. And if you just go to go.couplesynergymethod.com slash relationship 101, it'll take you directly to the link. That's go.couplesynergymethod.com slash relationship 101. And if you're a single person, you can still benefit from it. 
So we always tell people that if you're pointing the finger at your partner, you need to turn that finger around, point it at yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Or what is it that they say? If you're pointing at someone or pointing a finger One at someone. One finger pointing and three are and pointing three back are at you. three are pointing back at you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. But the only way out is to get away from right and wrong, which there's no such thing. Yeah. And the only way we believe in right and wrong is because someone put a spell on us. That's our domestication. Our domestication says that, you know, your mom told you the right way to fold the clothes or the right way to load the dishwasher, but someone else's mom told them something different. Yeah, but what's the right way? Well, what's the right way? (laughs) Right and and wrong are agreed upon terms in a tribe. So in our tribe, we agree to drive on the right side of the road. Other tribes drive on the left side of the road. Mm-hmm. And that might be kind of simplistic, but even like the Mayans, they believed in murdering their children. Right? They didn't see it as murder. Of course not. They saw it as sacrificing to the gods. Absolutely. And and for a really good reason. I mean, you're going to instantly go to the highest level of heaven if you did that. So it that was their belief system. So it's really what we agree upon and what we're told. And the most amazing thing about being in a long-term committed relationship is the best place is somewhere in the middle. Here's a good one here. If it's agreed upon by the tribe, what if it is agreed upon within a couple that one of them is always wrong? Mm-hmm. And one partner always takes the blame. And of course, we would have to go back to where'd they learn that? Yeah. Someone told them that. Right. Yeah. And a couple like that may not even feel like there's a problem. Right. Because both of them agree that that's what's going to happen in that relationship. I mean, we see the couples that come in because they're in conflict because of it, but there may be relationships out there where one person is going to take the blame because they're used to it. They were trained to do that by their family of origin and upbringing. And they find themselves in a relationship where someone needs someone to blame. Or they were blamed so much that they don't want any responsibility. So they allow their partner to make all the decisions And that means if their partners made a good decision, they get all the glory. If they didn't, they get all the blame. And they don't need, they don't take on any of that responsibility or consequence because of it. Because they don't trust themselves. Right. Yeah. So I I guess that's the way out of blame, right? Is to really have those deeper conversations about what does this really feel like? And what makes it so difficult for me to take a risk with you instead of having to decide which one of us is going to be right or wrong? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you think about a sports team losing an event, like Super Bowl's coming up, the second place team, which is an awesome team, that means they were number one in their whole area. Mm -hmm. When they lose, the whole team loses. When they win, sometimes I like to give credit to like a few people. The quarterback or, (laughs) yeah. Or the coach. But when we lose, the whole team loses. Everyone loses. And you could see how damaging it would be if the teammates were blaming 
you know, one or more of, of the team. Yeah. And so why not take a risk together? Why not get on the same page, whether you're in agreement or not, but you get on the same page. We say, okay, this is how we're going to do it. I, I might want to do it a different way and your partner might want to do it another way, but we're going to equally share the burden of making the decision and moving forward together. Good or bad, but together. And, you know, I think in having those deeper conversations, it's important to recognize where the blaming behavior came from. Yeah. Because if you grew up and you learned that, then it might come, you know, like second nature to you to, to blame your partner, even though you may not want to. Yeah, it's a very reactive part of us. Very reactive. And so if the couple is able to talk about that and able to separate it in their mind that they know where it's coming from, then when it does come out, because it will, you know, it's a very hard habit to break. And so when it does come out, you know, the partner being blamed you know, may not take it personally, you know, as much. It speaks a lot to having compassion. When you see your partner as wounded and flawed, and you allow yourself to be wounded and flawed, then you can learn to shore each other up, protect each other, um, keep each other safer, Mm -hmm. and be a soft place for your partner to land and then you get that offered back which I think is so much better than blaming right because if your partner's blaming and that's one of their shortcomings you have your own shortcoming too oh for sure yeah <laughs> for sure it may not be blaming but it might be something else <laughs> yeah and so that is why it's so important to recognize that each of you have limitations and you're together in order to learn how to grow together you know we all have this thing inside of us that knows the truth and that has a uh, a way to make decisions right just on a gut level making decisions and when we choose not to decide then we can't learn about ourselves we can't learn that feeling wasn't whatever you know you could do anything what color do you want to paint the room well, I think it needs to be green. Why? Because it says in this magazine that green's really in. But that doesn't help you know, do you do you like green or not? Is that really you or are you just doing what the world is saying you should do? And so you can't learn and grow from that. And that's the most important part. And then you also block your partner's growth as well. If those decisions are being made outside of the relationship or outside of an individual person. I think we should talk more about blame coming from pain. Mm, yeah. And that's kind of where it comes from. Yep. It's pain, mm-hmm. you know, within. And, you know, if a person is, you know, blaming a lot, and that's just a habit that they've created, and that shows you, how much pain that they are going through inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes if you can just soften yourself when your partner's in that place and say, hey, what are you really feeling? What's going on for you? And try to show up with some compassion 
and a, a place to really listen and be understanding and don't jump in that defensiveness, you could really help them begin to heal something. Mm-hmm. It, it really takes that deeper work, though. It really does. On, on both parts. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking like today, earlier today, I was finding myself blaming you in my head. Mm-mm. What was I doing? Because we were, we had not eaten and we were driving around and then we were faced with having to run a lot of errands. And so I was finding myself, you know, blaming you for having to run around and having to do all these things. And when really I was very, very hungry. Yeah. And I was not feeling well and I was feeling kind of dizzy and stuff. And it's interesting because, you know, that's what I was talking about, that pain inside or whatever that discomfort is inside. People have to get rid of it. That energy has to go somewhere. And so they use or utilize, we as human beings, utilize blame in order to try to alleviate that. Yeah. And um, I would like to go on record saying that that is the very first time we've ever had a fight because one of us is hungry. Well, we didn't have a fight. I'm, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> of course, when of course when people are hangry, you know, yeah, right. I mean that's a really obvious one, and you you lose your sense of compassion, of course, in that moment, and mm-hmm. you know, you're it's almost like your primal self is just fighting for survival in that moment when it's hungry. It just wants to go and hunt and get some food, and yeah, your blood sugar's low. You're mm-hmm. just feeling really yep. you know bad, and you, you got to get something in you. So, yeah, you know, it's not saying that. All blame out there can be attributed to being hangry, but it is that discomfort inside, whether it be sadness or whether it be anger, whether it be um, fear. Those are very uncomfortable emotions. And so because of it, we try to get get rid of those feelings. We try to avoid it in some way. Yeah, it's kind of fun because we can even pretend that we don't feel them that they don't exist. And all we feel is anger and all we feel is anxiety. But those are secondary emotions. Yeah. And then you're like, well, what's your primary emotion? Well, I'm angry because they did this. Mm? No. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that client that would always say that they're pissed. Yeah. Just pissed. It's like that's the only thing that they feel. Yeah, so... When you're in that spot and you feel the need to blame your partner or you have blamed your partner or you've been blamed, take some time and allow yourself to relax. Let your brain start functioning again because when we're in that place, we're just reactive. And really ask yourself some deeper questions like what's really going on here? What am I really feeling? Or my favorite question is what am I supposed to learn from this? Mm, Yeah. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today on Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, our home study course, the Couples Weekend Intensive, 
and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple. Look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Thank you.